0: What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have Ludi Boy from Taylor Gang. Ludi Boy is the host of Delight Show on Dash Radio, and he has been the VIP manager for Taylor Gang for over a decade. Him and Wiz Khalifa go back over 10 years and he has so many incredible stories when it comes to being on tour with Wiz, to creating his own mixtape, and much, much more. So, that being said, please take a moment to share this episode with a friend, and if you know anyone that is a huge hip-hop fan or that listens to Wiz Khalifa, this will be a great episode for them, so make sure to share it with them. And last but not least, make sure you screenshot this episode, post it on your Instagram story, tag Louis Boy, tag myself, and enjoy the episode. All right, what is going on in one? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have the one and only Loody Boy. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man.
1: No, I appreciate you having me, man. Appreciate it, man.
0: 100%. We've been connected for quite some time now, just, and I've been following you, everything you're doing in the music world. You're part of Taylor Gang, and we've just been, you know, touching base and staying connected for quite some time. And I'm super excited today because I really want to dive into, you know, not only the music industry, but how you got into it. But real quick before we jump into it, I'd love to just give you a second to tell the people where you're currently spending your time and more so how you got into music in the first place.
1: Yeah, I'm um I'm born and raised in uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Been living there all my life. Uh back and forth, LA, you know, of course, uh, my brother Chevy Woods, um, him and him and Wiz met, you know, at a studio, they became good friends, and then they was working together. And um, I wasn't really like, I was always into Chevy's music, like always, like when he had little shows going here and there. Um, but once him and Wiz got together, it was like their, their connection, like they just yeah. they connected with the music, friends, Um, and then it just took off and, you know, Wiz from there, he just blew up. And then it was like, I was actually incarcerated. Like when things started to take off, like the Say Yeah video, I watched the Say Yeah video from inside of the jail cell, like watching, like, these are my, my friends on MTV. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, it's really real. So when I came home in 2010, I was like, uh, I came home in 2008. I couldn't really travel or do nothing until 2010. But once that was over, they was always like, you know, once it's over, if you really want a job, if you want to work, you come on the road with us. So 2010, September was deal or no deal tour. Um, me and Chevy drove up to Cleveland and I was doing merchandise yep. from Liz from there, like for start. I started out doing the merchandise. I always loved music, always loved being in the studio. But it, at that time, it wasn't like, oh, I wanted to be like an a and I wanted to executive producer project, or I wanted to, it was just like, I love music. Um, so from there, I was doing the merchandise, got kind of like bored with that after a while, it was like I wanted a more hands-on type of thing, and then that's when I got into doing the meet and greets, the VIP coordinator for Wiz. Yep. I I coordinated, came up with like the merchandise, what we give the kids, yeah. the, name of the projects, name of uh, like the, the packages, you know, just to kind of like make it as a fan, what, what they would want, you know, like being yep. able to come on stage with Wiz and being yep. able to come on his tour bus, like those were all like my ideas, like, what a fan would really want from their favorite artists, you know what I mean, so i was going I was doing that um, and then you know, once this all this craziness started, the pandemic' is like
0: yeah, tour stops
1: tour stops, there's no more shows, so it was just like through this time and all that time, I've always been had behind closed doors with the music, you know what I mean, yeah. and uh, I decided to actually put together a project to where I wanted to showcase all the dope artists in Pittsburgh, my hometown, Yeah, that I thought was dope, and put them all on like one project and make them collab, you know what I mean? To kind of bring some unity into cool. the city, you know what I'm saying? So once I got with that, it was like, all right, I wanted to do more, like this is like an A&R type, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. like,
0: the project's called Lightwork, right?
1: Yeah, it's called Lightwork. And the meaning behind that is like, this is only a little tad bit of the talent that's there, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, when we do things, we say, oh, that's Lightwork, that ain't nothing, we could do more, you know what I'm saying? So that was kind of like the thought process of the name Lightwork behind the
0: project. I love it, and I think it's so cool too, to like hearing your perspective, because you, like for example, right, I, I've been to some of the shows. I'm, I'm from Virginia. I've been to the shows at Virginia Beach and seeing the production and the VIP and how things are orchestrated and, you know, understanding how your creativity has gone into those projects. Like you've played a big role in a huge operation. And hearing that not only on the podcast, but also lyrically, it, it brings such a different perspective to the music. So like for you, when you're now thinking about creating music and really diving in that world, like what's not only inspiring you to go all in there, but what should people expect from you? Because you have such a unique perspective in this whole game that's, you know, super rare. And I think it's super cool to have you on the show to talk about it because it's not, you know, you don't hear it from this side of the world as much as people should, you know?
1: Yeah, I am I'm. I feel like I'd be having like 20 million ideas and things <laughs> I'm going to do. Like I'm always trying to like, I like helping people I like bringing people's dreams to reality, so it's just like this goes hand in hand into A and R and what I do. You know what I mean? And I want to bring somebody or showcase a kid or a talent or somebody from Pittsburgh or wherever they're from to where somebody else that follows me that's higher up. You know what I mean? Maybe like, oh, I like that person. Who is that? And they look into it, and then there's their shot. So it's just like. I want, I really just want to give, like, people my vision on what I think a good song is or what I think can make it or who I think can make it, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to yeah put this project out there so people can be like, Ludi knows what he's talking about when it comes yeah. to music. Like, all my friends and people know, like, I've gave, you know, ideas, whatever, little little stuff, nothing major to People like Wiz, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I want the world to really be like Ludie knows what he's talking about when it comes to music. I mean, some do, but I'm trying to put more content out there instead of just like saying it and being on Instagram and stuff like that. So that's kind of like.
0: I think it's cool because, I mean, you have a unique perspective on a like, great artist. And I want to ask you, you know, by being around just not only greatness such as Wiz and different artists, but also having such a unique perspective in the music industry, what would you say describes a great artist? Because there's unique characteristics that come along with that that I'm sure you've seen firsthand. So what would you say to that?
1: Um, Describe, a. I would. I would just say like, just consistency um, and just like the persona, you know, you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to perform. Yeah. Like that's definitely a part of it, performing and just like interviews, knowing how to talk to people, knowing just like being, being like in the right places with the right people, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't be, like one foot in the streets and then one foot in music. Like I tell people it's like, I'm willing to help artists that I know, but they're like street guys too as well. So it's like one day they want my opinion and then I don't hear from them, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you gotta be consistent. You gotta want it. You just gotta like, you gotta know what you want. You know what I mean? You can't like really, take the time yeah. on what other people think. If you yeah. want to sing, go ahead and sing. If you want to rap, go ahead and rap. People are gonna notice your music. I always say, my thing is, good music is undeniable. Even if you don't like me, if my song is good, you're gonna like, you know what I mean? You may get yeah. caught dancing to it or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you can't deny good music. I just, in or for people, when I'm looking at somebody, I just look at like, you know the consistency is the things they're saying like catchy. Is it you know what I mean? Believable, relatable. I always look for things that are relatable and whatnot, as the case may be. But basically, it's just like being consistent in with your craft and just yeah. like giving your fans what they want. Like people just get caught up on like numbers. Like I know celebrities and rappers. Some of them have over two hundred thousand followers, and it's like they get a thousand likes, you know what I'm saying? Like if you are a small artist up and coming and you only have a hundred people following you, you can still succeed off of those hundred people. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still get money off of those hundred people. Now that I look back on it, it's like I would rather have this many amount of followers than loyal people than this much And only this much is participating in what I do. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I just look for those type of things and also want to tell artists up and coming, like, it's not all about you having this many followers. You don't need this. You can make it work with 50 people following you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So.
0: And and yeah, and and all you guys do, you guys were early in the social media world in terms of, you know, putting that music on YouTube and just capitalizing on that whole digital branding and, you know, Utilizing that to to create a business, Taylor Gang, and everything you guys created, what would you say has changed since the time you guys started? Because you guys were pioneers, just as Taylor Gang, as a unit and as a squad, into this whole rap community world. So, you know, what's your advice to an up up and coming artist today that's looking to create that same type of culture over the next ten years?
1: I would say, make sure you got a team. You can't do it by yourself. I don't care who you are and what yeah. you think and just make sure you got loyal people around you. People that are about you and the whole team winning. You know what I mean? Like I watched a lot in the background for years yeah. and years and years. Like I could have been being like, just because I'm in Taylor gang, Hey, I want to be an A&R yeah. and not really have the full like knowledge of what those people do and what they're supposed to do, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just now doing it. It could be a gift and a curse, but it's like, to me, I feel like it's the right time, you know what I mean? So just make sure you just got a nice, really a team because that was really what made us kind of like so tight and and be able to do it for so long is we didn't just pick like random people. Yeah. Put in place and to do work like these were friends that everybody took a job like what they wanted to do when it came to Wiz you know what I'm saying like there's a DJ there's a producer there's Sledgerin he's an in-house producer Sledgerin is like my childhood friend like we grew up Breeze which is Wiz's security my childhood friend Lonnie Wiz's security my childhood friend, you know what I mean? Like Chevy's is Wiz's right hand man. That's my own brother. So it's just like it was all like a family unit type of thing. So it's just yeah. like when there was problems, it was just like we talk about it and get over it. You know what I mean? It wasn't like oh, this person's getting fired or da 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 da. Just make sure you got a team, the people. Yeah. I, I want to
0: talk about it, because you you always hear the quote, it's like, you know, like you want to come up with the people that you were, you know, that you started with. How has the mentality changed, and how have you guys just remained so tight with so many changes happening over the last decades, and whether that's success, or from, a, you know, the opportunities, because just seeing you guys evolve as, as being someone as an outsider that, like, you know, loves the music, and loves the brand, and loves everything about Taylor Gang, just... It seems from the outside, like, the family unit is so strong. So how, what would you say, you know, built that culture? Obviously, it goes to time and being childhood friends. But how did that come about when it, when it comes to, like, bringing the team together?
1: I would say just, like, going through things. You know what I mean? Like, being on the road, going to jail in North Carolina, like, together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just being in certain situations and us having to learn them for ourselves because like we didn't have nobody from the city to be like these guys did it we can learn from them we were all like the guys from the city doing it for the first time so it was just like everything that we went through was like we kind of like did together and if you wasn't there you heard about it and you knew about it and we we handled it and we moved on i would just say like that part of like just going through ups and downs really. You know what I mean? Everything wasn't like plus or everything wasn't good. It may look like, you know what I mean? It is now and that's because of what was going on 10 years ago, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's just like, everybody has the same mass state, my state, nobody's like selfish. Nobody's like out to try to get nobody or nothing like that. It's just, everything's been like, all just straight up family, you know what I mean? Like everybody progressing, people people from from heaven, from everybody having no kids, but yeah. mostly everybody having kids, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. growing and maturing and, you know, just trying to enjoy life, you know what I'm saying? Like really, really, I think it was like basically just like our ups and downs, Yeah. going through yeah. things.
0: I want to kind of talk about, you know, like early on childhood too. Like how was it growing up in Pittsburgh? Because I know that's a, you know, that's to the core who you are and and who the crew is. So talk to us about that and more so what Pittsburgh means to you.
1: It was, for me, it was like, I I didn't have the luxury childhood, but I wasn't like struggling. Like my mom, I was, my mom raised three boys. Um, I'm a middle child. Uh, it was the neighborhood, you know, it was, there was people that was doing good, people that was not doing good. I I wanna say like, my mom, we were like kinda in the middle. You know, I, I grew up seeing a lot. It was like, you know, it was heavy, it went from heavy gang violence to, you know, slowing down to just like, people dying in the community, people dying on your street, yeah. drugs. And you know, like, when you see it, you become, product of it you know what I mean and like that's what I did it was like that's all i seen I was in the sports always wanted to like play everything my brother was playing like we was big sports fans basketball baseball uh football like we played it all so it was like sports was there and then like once the sports didn't work out it was like seeing my brother do what he wanted to do it was like you always want to do what your brother did whether it's good or bad you know what I mean so it was like that's what I fell into was like doing what he did, video games, and then of course, like just being in the street, selling drugs, being like dumb, young, not thinking, you know what I mean? I think that is really, ironically, it, it shaped me to like know better now, you know what I mean? And I knew better early, like when I, once I went to jail, I was like, I knew I wasn't gonna be one of those guys that kept coming back to jail. I was yeah. like you, I'm not living like this. I was like these people stopped me from smoking weed, was one of the things I love so much and I was mm-hmm. like I was like I'm never going to give them the power to like stop me from smoking marijuana. I was like once mm-hmm. this situation is over, I'm good. I ain't I ain't messing with that life. So it was like the upcoming the upbringing in my neighborhood was just like it was like good and bad. Death, drugs, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? People going to jail, the normal in the hood, ghetto type of stuff that you know what I mean. People go through, but I feel like that is what molded me to be able to handle like
0: All any of things. Other,
1: you know what I mean? Sure. Any other things that happen on the road and be able to be like, look, okay,
0: we can. Yeah, it move. gave you so much perspective for sure. That's what's up. Yes, right. I, I sort of want to. You know, I want to pivot to to talk about some things that you know I know you're working on now, and also. We had uh, the homie DJ Ski on the show you know, about a month or so ago, and I know that you do some stuff with Dash Radio. So talk to us about, you know, host of delight show on Dash Radio, how that came about, because I know DJ Ski, he's killing it, and I know that you're a part of the network, so that's what's up.
1: Man, listen, I'm going to tell you this. A few years ago, I used to, like, like, I would run around with Chevy and Tuki Carter, a few of the Taylor Gang artists, and just – help out like manager or assistant type whatever you want to call it just making sure they was good like i used to go up to ski with them like on their interviews you know what i'm saying and just be there like looking like man this is this is ski tv like this is yeah. that video this is where it is and and then years go past of course and then like you know bonix dj bonix was dj um I'm on a road with him and he's always like every morning he's like doing his radio show on a computer on a road on the tour bus, like yeah it's your boy DJ Bonnix. I'm like, man, he's like Bonix take this radio shit seriously. Yeah. Like <laughs> up recording his thing so they can send them back in on the road. And I would I would be on Instagram and whatever the case may be, and people would just be like, you need your own show. You need to do this and da, da 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 da. And I just would be like, man, I I don't think I would sound good on the radio. Like, <laughs> and then um Jen Delone, she's a good friend of mine at Taylor Gang, was she works really close with ski. Yep. She, um, I had hit her up and was asking about the shows there, and she was like, She was like, We would love to give you your own show. And I was like, you know, it came up with the name already because I was already saying the live show. Yep. You know I mean, so it was like already a thing. And then I, I got in touch with my homie, Ricky P. He's a DJ. I know Ricky. With the music and my homegirl, Shar. Of course, you need a female in there. She's from Pittsburgh. We're all from Pittsburgh. So I was like, this is dope. It's like, we're all from Pittsburgh, in LA on a radio show. You know what I mean? So I did the first show and was like, and people were like, yo, your voice sounds really, really good on there. I'm like, no, no way. Then like, once I like really, really got comfortable with it, It was just, like, amazing. And then I go on social media one day, and then Ski's post on his story is he's listening in the car, listening to my show, my songs, and my topics and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, he's really posted. He's really listening to it. You know what I mean? Like, and meeting him and going back up in there when I'm doing the interviews until back when I was just – rolling in there, not really doing nothing, just helping the artist, it's like it's been like super, super, super crazy. It's like, you know, it may not be too big to some people, but like that shit was like really, really big to me. You know what I mean? And totally from there they just been like showing love, anything I want. They do, you know, interviews and stuff like that. I had Slim Jimmy on there. Yeah. a few other people. It's been really dope. Um That's and then tough. you know since the since the shit started they, uh,
0: how does this whole situation change, you know, everything that you're working on? Because I know tours stop and obviously the in-person, um, you know, in-person interviews stop. So how have you adapted to this current situation?
1: I've just been actually just kind of like shut down on like thinking about even yes. trying to do any work or ideas I can do toward that and kind of just been focusing on my project really is like... Yes working on splits with the artists and tracking down producers and just making sure like, I do what I need to do for this to be like perfect. You know what I mean? When it comes out really, really, I just been like working computer. Yep. Working with Will and them Taylor Gang artists, ideas, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do after this, what's the best music to drop right now. You know, Taylor Gang's working on, they're about to drop a, um, another uh volume two so you know i've just been kind of dibbing and dabbing but mostly just been trying to like get things together with my project
0: yep and, and, smoking, project. More,
1: when and it- smoking more weed
0: 100 so. <laughs> percent. when it comes to the project i have two more questions just what does this project mean to you and when should people expect it
1: well it means a lot a lot to me like i said earlier it's just like it's me giving the people like a taste of like what I think is good music so like really really important to me um I'm planning on I want to say like this May June July I want to say hopefully like early July you know I have some few, few more little things to touch up to it and stuff like that um and hopefully by like early July, we can have it. We can have some fireworks with some light work, you know.
0: Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's might, up. that might be a
1: good time to drop it with some fireworks. <laughs> Fourth
0: of July. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, I, I like that, man. Last question, because I know, I know, we've been connected for quite some time, and we've been trying to, you know, do this show and have you on from a, you know, from a someone that understands the music game. Just looking back through the journey, what would you say? has been the biggest thing you've learned personally, but also professionally throughout the journey?
1: That, ah, that it's really, really, the music industry is a business. And sometimes you have to bug people. You have to stay on people. You have to keep up with people. Don't get down when somebody's not answering your email the first day or two, yeah. just check back with them. A double back and checking back is some things you have to do in this music industry because people is everywhere, people's doing this, and you just never know. It's like, if you send an email and you just think you're just gonna get an answer back and everything's gonna be all goody, that doesn't really happen too much. You gotta stay on people and just like, you know, just be true to yourself, true to other people, treat people good, and I feel like all that energy will somehow, some way, like, come back to you and the things you need to, you know what I mean, succeed yep. in the music industry for real, for real. That's that's really, really it. That's my thing about it, it's just like, I hit people up and be like expecting answers and then nobody, they don't say nothing and then I'm upset with them because yeah. they can't answer, meanwhile, they got a hundred and fifty million things going on. You gotta like double back. You gotta say, hey, I'm just checking back in, whatever the case may be. Yep. Seeing what's going on. Oh, sorry, I missed your da 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 da. Then you're you know what I mean? It's like you never know. So
0: that's what's up. Well, I'm excited for the project, man. For everyone that's listening, I know they're obviously excited to hear it as well, but not only the light work, but where can people stay in touch with Ludie Boy and stay connected with you as we get closer to this project that you're releasing? Because I know I'm excited about it. I know the people listening are. So where should people go to stay in touch with you before it drops?
1: Well, first, we need everybody to go to Louie Boy's page on Instagram. I'm really big on Instagram. Not big, big, but like I'm on there more than Twitter, Snapchat, yeah. whatever the case may be, Facebook. Um, just... Instagram. Um, I'll be posting clips. Of course, my, my team, Taylor gang, they'll be posting it on their page and stuff like that. Um, I'm working on the next single. So if you follow me, Instagram, Ludi boy, L O O D Y B O Y really simple. Um, yeah, hit that follow button. You'll be seeing me on there smoking plenty of weed, smoking (laughs) with the biggest stoners, smoking with some of the best weed. Um, yeah you'll get all the updates on light work and all of that yeah. and sometimes some little comedy i think i'm funny sometimes so
0: yeah no I, I love i love all the instagram lives you do man i'm always i'm always staying in tune with everything so i, I appreciate you coming on today man and everyone listening i'll make sure to link down below ludy's instagram so that you can check it out and that being said thanks so much for tuning into the show today thanks so much ludy yes
1: yeah, sir thank you man before i go too man appreciate you you're dope it's a pleasure being you. Thanks for having me, man. I really, oh, really brother. appreciate you, man. Success. I've been watching you for a minute now, and every every day you're getting better and better. <laughs> every, I appreciate every day. that, man. That
0: means a lot.